0: Saturday morning and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Asterbrook your host, and man, it's October. Brrr. Well, maybe not quite, but it's coming. You know, have you turned your heat on yet? I have not. I'm staying strong. We've been putting the fire out there on the chimney, out on the deck, and still, you know, we got the heater out on the deck. We're still holding on, folks. Okay, we're holding on as long as we can. Man, foliage is peaking up north, you know, starting to really happen. Let's just hope it holds on as long as possible. Beautiful, beautiful time of year. Like I said last week, you know, I just love this time of year. Unfortunately, you know, this time of year it's kind of the end of the gardening season. You know, we're we're it's time for us to get rid of those plants. Good for you. off everything. Big deals, okay? Cross the board, new stuff, old stuff, you name it. We've still got lovely, lovely things. But, you know, the end is near. We have a few weeks. We've got extra beautiful stuff we need to get rid of. We need to clean it up. And I always look at this time of year as I've really made most of my money for the year. Okay. To me, this is a reward for all of you loyal customers. Okay. You support us all season long. The what I have left, I'm good with giving you a deal on. Okay? You really have supported us wonderful this year. We've had a great season. And I always kind of look at it, I don't look at it as oh, I'm losing all this money. Which some some folks do. I don't I, I don't really get that. But to me, I look at it as oh. I get to reward my customer for supporting me all season long, okay? You you know, we've made our money for the year. Obviously, we've got the Christmas season. I said it again. It's not a four-letter word, but it's close. You know, that season that's cold and, you know, all that that's coming, and we'll talk more about that later on. I warned you last week I was going to talk a little bit about lights and all that other stuff, and we will we'll talk a little bit about that but i look at 40% off at the end of the season and i look at wow what a great customer base i have you know if there's that one plant they really want to finish out the garden if that's one that one plant they want to take a chance on you know now's the time okay so now's the time to think about doing that okay over the last few weeks we've had a 40% off cu- coupon off of one item I hope you took advantage of that also. Maybe you were able to get some gems along the way. We've sold a lot of material, but there's still a lot of nice stuff left. So come on in. Take a look at what we have. Obviously, if we need to order things for you, we can still do that. They won't be at 40% off, obviously. But we have those opportunities if you have some projects to finish up this year. But well, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the garden center. So we've been selling a bunch of pumpkins and gourds and corn stalks and, you know, all that decorating stuff all of September. And now it's really getting focused on, okay, now we got to buy a pumpkin to carve. You know, now is that time. But beyond selling all the stuff and decorating and all that, what have we been doing? Well, we've been spacing poinsettias over the last couple of weeks. They're at their final spacing. They're looking beautiful. And you know, I've kind of mentioned this along the way because I want to make sure you understand how much goes into this crop. They started way back in June, folks. You know, we've been growing these things for a long time now. June and July, you know, now they're finally spaced out. You know, all those wonderful fundraisers we have to fulfill, you know, our our mum fundraisers this fall were phenomenal, huge numbers. We had to buy mums in to fill all the orders. It was just a crazy fall for fundraisers. So if you have a fundraiser that you're interested in doing, I'm not sure we can supply that for you this year, but next year we have a whole host of things. So talk to us, even if you're not ready to do it this fall or winter or summer or spring, you got to tell us in advance so we can grow the products for it. I also want to thank the folks at Bow Street Market. You know, they did a great job with our moms and annuals this year and, you know, have done a wonderful job of promoting our products and buy local and all of that. So wanted to kind of give them a shout-out also. But, you know, this time of year, all the Christmas trees are ordered. All the wreaths are ordered. It's coming, okay? I know it's October, and you're like, why is he talking about this? And the reason I talk about it is because... I want you to understand how far in advance we are working on the next season, okay? Now, it's still fall. We still have some mums. We still have some corn stalks. We still have shrubs. We still have a whole host of things that you can still do in the garden, but we're also looking to the next phase. You know, Christmas trees are going up with ornaments in the store, and I love those customers that come in and go, oh, so early. Have you been to the mall lately? I think it's August when they start putting that stuff up. It's terrible. I agree with you. It's too early, but unfortunately, in November, we don't have any traffic. We don't have, You all go and do whatever you do in November. I don't know where you go, but the garden center is not where you come. You come back at Christmas time, you know right around Thanksgiving, and you start shopping Christmas. But earlier, you know pick up a few of those ornaments. Great. The one thing I love about Christmas when it's set up early, is you get the best pick of stuff. You know, you get the best pick of those ornaments that fit your friends and family. And we got some cool stuff, but it's amazing to me, a lot of that stuff's always gone by the time we get to actual Christmas season. You know, and you say, well, why don't you buy more of that stuff? Well, because it's not available at that point. They've shipped it all out to their stores, and it's gone. We don't know what's going to be hot and what's not. So take a look at some of those things when you're coming in. Now, I'm not saying we have Christmas ornaments out. Well, we have a few, but it'll be coming is all I'm getting at. I know, ouch, you know, it's—I'm It's. it's I'm not really ready for it either. But what I am getting ready for is leaf cleanup, Okay. You know, now we're getting to that time frame. And what I love to explain to people is do a little bit all the time and you won't have a lot to do all at once. So, you know, you've got that one tree that started to drop, clean those up once a week. Don't wait for every single tree to drop their leaves. That is a monster project, unless you've got a great professional that comes in and does it all at once. I'm cheap. I do my own leaves, okay? Okay. I add them to my own compost pile. Now, last week I talked a little bit about compost piles and all of that. I shred up my leaves, okay, before I put them in the compost pile, okay? So important that we kind of understand if you shear them up, it's going to break down a little bit faster, depending on the type of leaves, too. You know, if you're adding a bunch of pine needles and stuff, make sure and add some lime. Oak leaves, add some lime, okay? Okay. Acidic leaves—you need to add some lime to that compost pile. Otherwise, you know, if you need to, just haul them away. If you don't have a compost pile or your compost area is not big enough, don't try to do everything. Put some of the leaves in there and take the rest and get them off to your local transfer station or recycling facility. Don't don't think you have to do it all yourself. Take it to the town wherever you need to go. Just take that advice. You don't have to put all of them in your compost pile. Don't overwhelm yourself. And, and that area, you know, use that for your food waste, use that for your, you know, organic matter that's coming out of the garden, you know, the quick winkly type stuff, but the big bulk of leaves, you may think about going ahead and, and getting those off the property too. Fall grasses, wanted to talk about those this week because, man, have they been amazing all fall. Uh, this time of year, I really like like it because they're starting to you know dry a little bit the plumes they've shown their fall colors you know we're really starting to move into more of a winter interest look now with some of the the colder temperatures we've gotten but man my miscanthus floridus unbelievable that big huge grass it's like six feet wide eight feet tall plumes all over it phenomenal right now okay just absolutely beautiful and the leaves in my yard are, are some of the plants are really peaking right now. You know, my burning bush is looking really good and you say, Oh, you got burning bush, you know, isn't that invasive? They were there before I bought the house. Okay, so let's not get all wound up. Okay. Burning bush is still available in Maine, you know, uh but you want to buy the compact varieties, okay? So be cautious about that. Uh the Stratolatus we don't want to plant for sure. But I've also got some hydrangeas, you know, that, that wonderful quickfire, you know, that went from white to pink to red, now has that beautiful straw look. Wonderful structure. My stewardia, wow, orange fall color, beautiful. My rye hues and Japanese maple, ooh, orange, stunning, amazing, beautiful plant. My perennial hibiscus are pretty much done at this point. Okay, they've done all they could. They were in bloom for, I think, close to a total of 12 weeks. I mean, just that Cranberry Crush variety by Proven Winners, can't say enough about it. That Storm series, the whole series, I'm a big, big fan of, of those new ones. I, I I love the old ones, too, the older varieties. But, man, that dark red, unbelievable. And my beach, oh. Huh? Can you tell? I love this time of year. My beach, my fern leaf beach. It was the the tree my wife and I planted when we got married, and just the the golden yellow fall color. And that's a uh, Fagus sphendefolia, fern leaf beach. It's not a dark purple one. It's a green leaf, but it has a very serrated leaf. Beautiful plant. Uh, we planted that when we got married as as kind of our tree for our yard, um, and it's right in the front yard. It's absolutely stunning and just really starting to grow nicely now. And then, of course, I have the red tip Norway spruce that I put in. Uh, they were a little shop-worn when I put them in. They were they were some plants that that needed some love. They needed to get into the ground. Uh, they grew a lot this year in the ground. I think next year I'm going to have a much better look and knowing how those are going to turn out. But beautiful evergreen if you haven't used it. Uh, it gets new red growth in the spring and then new green growth in the summer. Okay. So you get this evergreen that gives you color, and then it's nice and green for the off season. So I'm excited about that, seeing that next spring. And then, you know, my apple trees, I told you I planted a bunch of apple trees. Uh, they're doing really well. They're pretty much dropping their leaves at this point. Uh, planted them late summer, and, you know, they did very well throughout the whole summer. Okay. So I got a total, I believe, of 25 apple trees in the ground now. And, you know, I've got varieties that will start ripening probably sometime early September through late October. I I've, I've put a lot of winter apples in uh for later on in the season. So one called Frostbite that I'm really kind of interested to see how that that kind of uh, you know, shapes up and looks, but it sounds like it's a really good variety. But fall's all about getting outdoors, going for a walk to the park, taking a drive up the coast, apple picking, did I say donuts? I love those donuts at the at the apple orchards. I'm sorry. I don't know what they do, but there's nothing better, you know, because you get those once a year, you know, and then pumpkins and corn stalks, and I just love this time of year if you can't tell. But it's also time when we have to get some work done, okay, because before you know it, old man winter is going to be kicking us in the butt. And so we really have a couple weeks here where we want to wrap up what we want to do in the garden. If we want to add some new things, we add them in the next two weeks, okay? Is there a longer planting season That Absolutely. But we have diminishing return the later we go. And when we all plant, I'm going to talk about a little bit later what we need to do and think about. Because at this point, we're not going to get a lot of rooting, okay? We're not going to get a lot of growth, which is fine, okay? It's part of what we need to do is what we need to do next spring that I'm going to talk about. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But did I tell you everything's 40% off? Tree shrubs, perennials, roses, all of that stuff. Come and take a look. There's some great, great bargains, okay? So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy Gardening on News Talk WLOB.
1: For over 60 years, Wiltproof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non hazardous organic and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wiltproof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. Wiltproof is the only horticulture anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in Wiltproof. Check out their site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt-proof, p r u f.com. Was your garden all it could be this season? The gardening season may be winding down, but that doesn't mean you can't start looking forward to next year with a visit to Estabrooks. With cooler temperatures and all trees, shrubs, and perennials now on sale for 40 to 50% off, it's the perfect time to invigorate your home. Best of all, you'll be enjoying your garden next spring while everyone else is planting theirs. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. News, sports, and weather are all just a tap away on your smartphone. Now, the gardening expertise of Estabrooks is too. With the Estabrooks mobile app for your Apple or Android device, you can earn rewards with each visit, browse thousands of plant photos and descriptions, and get answers to your gardening questions all in one place. Plus, don't miss out on exclusive in-app deals you won't find anywhere else. Visit your mobile marketplace to download the app today. To learn more, visit EstabrooksOnline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening.
0: Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Esterbrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. And, you know, we were just talking before the break, you know, about fall planting and how the, the growing season's kind of coming to an end. For the most part, all the plants you're planting at this point, they are done growing. There's very little growing that they're going to do, regardless if they're in a container or in the ground or whatnot. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what we need to do to these plants you know when we plant them in late fall cuz it's a little bit different than earlier in september the later we go the 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 things we do kind of change okay at this point in the season we're still going to get some rooting okay we go 2 weeks from now we're probably not getting a lot of rooting so what does that mean okay so here's the thing about plants The root temperatures will be warmer than the air temperatures. If you think about it, the ground takes longer to freeze than the air does, okay? So if you think about it, you know, we'll be getting frost, but the ground will still be warm. Until the ground hits probably a temperature of 40 or below, plants will continue to root, okay? They just won't grow. So the growth will be happening in the root system. So... Is that fine for fall planting? Absolutely. That's what we look for. That's why I say fall is the best time to plant. When you come into the garden center, what you're buying is you're buying a plant with a root system. Okay? And we don't necessarily worry so much about what the top looks like late in the fall. So with your perennials and your roses, maybe they've dropped all their leaves. It's okay. What you do want to ask your local garden center is, how do the buds for next year look? If we have good dormant buds on the top of the plant, we know the root system is in good shape. Okay? So, that's what you focus on in the fall. I always look at the plant structure. Does it have good branching? Does it have nice shape? Does it have good buds? If all of those things look good, I say plant it. If it doesn't have good buds, the shape, oh, it's got a big scar in it. It's got one, you know, maybe you still plant it, but you have to realize what you're buying. Education is the biggest thing when it comes to plants in the fall. So I'm just going to give you some tips of the trade, okay? For the most part, ask, how do the buds look on this? We're going to be truthful with you. We're not going to tell you, yeah, you know, if we're wavering like that, then you might say, well, I'm going to pass on that. 90% of what we have, I would say, is in great shape. I make a promise to you, if it's not a saleable product, number one, we guarantee everything we sell. And number two, if it's not saleable, I've already tossed it. I go through and pick all those things out and just say, get rid of them. Okay, if I don't think it's going to make it through the winter months, we just get rid of it, okay? If there's a shot and you want to take a shot, hey, all for it, okay? Now, with fall planting, let's get back to the soil because the soil temperature is the most important thing. We don't worry about the, you know, top growth. We don't worry about how cold it is. But temperatures, when they're still in the 40s, you're fine, okay? The ground temperature in the 40s. So we'll plant like crazy. Up until probably November first. Then after that I'm I'm a little leery. Okay. Now what I tell people when you're planting late fall is you're really healing in the plant. You're gonna get a little bit of rooting, but not much. So what does that mean to you as a customer? Water is even more crucial when you don't get any rooting into the surrounding soil. Okay, if you think about it, you're taking that root system that's been in a pot and has had water and fertilizer and everything given to it in this container. You take it and you plant it in the ground. Now, the surrounding soil could be wet, but if that center root system dries out, that's where plant loss occurs. We don't worry about what perennial tops look like. Maybe they're cut back in the container. We're buying root systems, okay? So pop the plant out of the pot. Look at the roots. Is it well-rooted? Is it pot-bound, meaning does it have a lot of roots? That's a good thing for late fall planting. A poorly rooted plant is not a good thing for fall planting. Okay? Bark mulch is our friend. Now, why do we use bark mulch? A lot of people say, well, I planted it, but I'm just going to bark mulch it next year. Bark mulch keeps the ground cold. Everybody thinks, oh, bark mulch keeps the ground warm. It cuts down on weeds. The number one thing bark mulch does is it keeps the ground consistently cold. Okay? You say, well, that that doesn't make sense to me. It's keeping it from moderating the temperature up and down. Okay? So when you do get frost in the ground, it's a protection layer to keep that, you know, fully frozen the worst thing we can have on plants is that fluctuation of temperature. And if you think about last winter, we had a lot of fluctuation in temperature. That's not normal in our typical main winter. We usually cool down and then we stay fairly cold for a long period and then we slowly warm up. Perfect conditions for planting late fall. Though, You got to do the watering and the mulching and all of that, okay? So you still have time, but we're getting towards the end. You might add a few more things, and then we'll just wrap it up, get it cleaned up, protect all the plants you have. Again, with plate planting, those stakes in the ground, the burlap around them to protect from wind, extra water, allowing the snow to fall down in, all good things protecting your plants, okay? I hope that helps. If you have more questions, don't hesitate to submit them at estabrooksonline.com backslash radio, and also sign up for our newsletter. We usually have a bunch of those for late planting, you know, uh, how-tos, basically, that come out every Thursday. So go to our website, estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. Now, I talked a little bit about Christmas and, you know, poinsettias and all of that, I just wanna to touch on it quickly. I don't I don't want to spend a ton of time. But if you think about it, okay, what's the worst thing about decorating for Christmas? I know in my my list, it's how darn cold it is to put those Christmas lights up. It's terrible. You always pick the worst night because you gotta do it right before Thanksgiving. Cause it's gotta be on Thanksgiving night. You know, and you got to keep up with the Joneses down the road and all. Listen, okay, we're at that time where it's still nice out. It's still beautiful out. We have nice warm days, cool crisp nights. Beat your neighbors, okay? Get the lights down, okay? I know you got them in the attic or you got them in the basement or you've stored them. I pack mine separate from all my other Christmas stuff so I can get at them, okay? Besides my lights, I put on my Christmas tree inside. I put those with all the ornaments and all of that. I separate those out, okay? So, what I do is I get them out and I start testing the lights. Because let's face it, you know, it's just like the Griswolds. There's always a light bulb out. There's always a fuse broken. There's always something, you know? And you want that aha moment where, you know, you plug it in and it goes, ah, you know? That's, you know, everyone wants that at Christmas, okay? So test some of those lights out. When the plants drop all of their leaves, you will find and you'll hear my voice. Tom said to put the lights up on this beautiful night. You know, you can make a nice hot toddy. You know, you can go outside, make it a family event because your wife's not freezing. And you guys can have fun with it instead of a terrible, terrible awful job to do, freezing, oh, I'm cold, I'm going inside, you know, you'll have that nice opportunity where you can spend time and enjoy yourself, okay? There's always one or two warm nights. I always say, you know, right around um, Halloween, you know, that there's all, you know, last year it was cold and nasty and rainy for Halloween, if I remember correctly, but You always have those couple nights where it's like 65 and beautiful, and you're like, boy, what should we do tonight? Christmas lights, okay? I'm just saying. Now, does it always happen at my house that way? No. But I will tell you, the years that I have done that, it's so nice to just flip that switch when it's time and have everything all set up. And you did it when it was warm. And then I always pick try to pick a warm day during the winter to take them down. You know, where it's nice and sunny. You don't worry about the lights. But unfortunately, putting Christmas lights up during the day, have you ever done that? What an awful thing to do. You go out that night and you turn the switch on and you're like, who put these lights up? You can't do it during the day. It's impossible. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Enough rant and rave about Christmas lights. I know it's October fourth. And you're like, Tom, why are you what is wrong with you? And I'm not saying that I'm that organized to get this done. I just I found it amusing to kind of talk about this because our Christmas lights are in. We're talking about putting them on the shelf so people can start buying them. You know, those beautiful spheres that light up. You know, we sell a ton of those. And it's funny. Because what I was thinking about was, man, look at those orange and purple ones. Look at the white ones. Look at the red ones. Hey, couldn't we use those orange and purple ones for, huh, Halloween? Huh. Now we've got two uses, and they're already hung. So I'm going to hang the orange and purple ones, and I'm going to turn them on now for the holiday and then I'll add my red, and my yellow, and my other ones to them later for Christmas, hmm, maybe we ought to store all of them together, and then when we get the fall lights out, we'll have the Christmas ones, and we can add the Christmas ones to, ah, the light bulb came on, and so I thought today, we just kind of touch on it. And I'll probably bring it up over the next few weeks a little bit, probably not as spirited, but it just occurred to me that what an awful job that can be when it's really cold. And it always amuses me, you know, it's one thing to put your Christmas lights up, you know, out early, but don't put the snowman that blows up and all of that stuff. That I have a struggle with, okay? Because that poor thing is laying on the lawn, killing your lawn for weeks on end. So wait and put those things out later, but the Christmas lights on our plants we can we can kind of work at that. Okay, enough about that. So let's talk about something else because I'm all wound up. Let's talk a little bit about house plants, okay? Because now we've pretty much shut the windows. You know, we might have a nice day and we open them up, but at night, you know, we're we're clo- we're we're on lockdown basically now. You know. The heat's starting to think about turning on, you know, maybe it's just for a few hours to warm the place up. But, you know, I'm very fortunate. My house is very well insulated and, you know, we've been getting down in the in the mid-60s at night inside with the house closed up, and which is completely fine with us. You know, a little sweatshirt, you know, we're, we're cool with that. Uh, my wife and I, we tend to like it a little bit on the cooler side anyways, but, uh, you know, now that we're starting to maybe put a fire in the fireplace and, you know, maybe we're turning on the heat a little bit. Those house plants are starting to kind of take a beating. The humidity is kind of going out of the house, you know, the dry conditions, you know, all those lovely insects that hopefully you took care of before you brought the house plants back in or you took my recommendations and you brought them outside and sprayed them down for spider mite and all that. Now we've got the conditions where now things are going to start to to fester and build. So what I wanted to talk about though was Uh, fertilization and how often you should fertilize and what you should use because I've got a customer that came in the other day and you know it's you can't use the same thing you used all summer you need to think about changing it up a little bit your timing your time frame watching your plants and how they respond so general two or three things number one don't overwater. okay this time of year You're still thinking, oh, I'm on my summer watering schedule. Start to pare back the water first off. Number two, we don't have to fertilize as often as we did all summer. Maybe you haven't fertilized all summer, which is fine on houseplants. They they go a long periods of time. But we might want to give a shot in the arm here at this point. Because if you haven't been doing a lot, you need a fertilizer that has minor nutrients in it. Are those micronutrients? And I've talked about this on the show a few times. We sell one by Schultz. Um, the Miracle Grow um, potting, you know, mixes and stuff like that have some osmocote in them and stuff. So be careful about some of those things. We don't really want a slow release fertilizer on house plants, okay? But. We want a fertilizer with minor nutrients. If you think about it, there's no nutrients in that soil in the pot. So we need the boron and the iron and all of those micro-manganese and, you know, I'm taking myself back to, you know, chemistry and the periodic table here now, but we need some of those things. They're more crucial than even nitrogen and phosphorus in a lot of cases, okay? So that's what we need now. (laughs) I want to caution you. you. Wonderful people out there have been using all these fish emulsions and all of that and I've brought this up in the past. I've tried to use that stuff in my house too at one point or another. Very smelly. Stay away from it. Your cats will love your, your soil. You know, Just stay away from the fish emulsion for indoors, okay? I'm just going to say that out loud but come in, pick up Schultz or some other fertilizer, look for the micronutrients. Look on the back of the bottle and make sure it's not just nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium, okay? Look for iron and boron and all of those types of things, okay? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy Gardening on Newstalk WLOB. <music>
1: brisk air, colorful foliage, and shorter days can only mean one thing. Autumn is here. Celebrate by decorating your home with a kaleidoscope of fall color from Estabrooks. Mix and match the texture of cabbage and kale, the beauty of fall garden mums, and the rustic charm of pumpkins and corn stalks to warm your home as the temperature cools. Winter will be here soon, so make this a fall to hold on to. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening.
0: Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we're talking Christmas lights this week. And No, I'm just kidding. I'm off. I'm, I'm off the Christmas lights. We're back onto gardening. You know, we still have plenty of time. It's only the 4th. You know, it's time to have fun with it and enjoy things. But I've got a few questions from customers. If you have questions, submit them to our website, estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. Next question is, my tomatoes have been having problems each year, year in and year out. I don't think it's blight. I move them each year to another area of the garden. I have changed suppliers for my plants. Give me an idea what I can do to get success. I am sick and tired of not having as great a tomato season as I find all my other friends are having. I don't do any fungicide, though I'm not opposed to it. Could this be the problem? classic scenario and you know i've got to tell you this year you know i i I put out there that you know blight was around and 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 whatnot and it was i mean i had some customers that had terrible blight problems but nine times out of ten i actually had customers that had other issues rather than blight and i think this kind of comes around to our conditions for tomatoes um really dictate that you do need to do some fungiciding on a preventative basis. Now, I'm recommending organic products like copper sulfate and serenade. They're doing a great job on 90% of what goes on with tomatoes. The trick with tomatoes is you have to start right from the get-go. You can't wait until you have a problem with the organic problems and then think you're going to bring it back. It doesn't work that way. So I do think you might have a problem. Now, here's the other thing that has come to my attention also. If you use tomato cages, think about it. Those tomato cages were on the plant the year before. What do you think's all over those tomato cages? All that fungal stuff, did you scrub them down? Did you clean them at the end of the season? No. Heck no. Do I? Heck no. But I think we're having a problem here. I think we're having I think there's a bunch of spores that are on these tomato cages, and what are we doing? We're reinfecting the new plants. And and part of the reason I wonder if why you're having these consistent problems, you know, are you pulling the plants and getting the organic matter out of the garden because you've had a problem or are you telling it in the ground? Well, if you're putting it in the ground, you might be adding pathogens to the ground. But more than not, you know, you're getting plants from different suppliers. So you're being a steward of, you know, okay, well, I had a problem here. I bought them this year. Let me try them someplace else. I think we've taken that out of the mix. Obviously, it's something environmental in your yard because you've tried changing. And I recommend to customers, if you don't have success buying them someplace, Go to a place that you consistently do have success from and segment those in the garden. If you buy from two or three different suppliers, segment them. Don't put them all in one block. Segment them out so that you can you can see, okay, well, I'm having a problem from this person and I'm not having a problem from this person and I'm not having a... So you can at least get a handle on some of those things. So cleaning those tomato cages or steaks or whatnot, you might use some new steaks if you you know are using a wooden stake. but I think that might be part of the problem, but more often than not, even so, the the fungicides like the serenade and the and, and the copper sulfate are really crucial to ward off problems along the way. And I'm talking about early. I mean, you plant them. Start spraying almost immediately. Consider your watering practices. You know, we don't want to water with a sprinkler. We want to water at the base. But no matter what you do, even watering at the base, you're going to have some flashing water. So that fungicide, again, if you think about fungal problems on a tomato, it's like wildfire. It starts at the bottom a lot of times, and it just works right up the plant. So... That's what I'm saying is let's knock those things down, never let them harbor and get, you know, more and more, uh, you know, pathogens building, but knocking it out with those those organics is really going to just knock out most of the problems you have, okay? So I would say right from the get-go, when you pick up your tomato plants, think about picking up a bottle of copper sulfate or serenade and stay very vigilant And if it looks like two or three days of rain are coming, spray before that. And if it looks like you're going to have a bad stint of weather and you didn't get to it, spray after. And you may spray before and after. Think about organics as a preventative, but not a curative. And I think that's what we have to look at with some of these products. Because you can't go back in and cure something once you have the problem. So with the tomatoes... I think that's what most people are having problems with, is they're not being proactive, you know, in their situation with tomatoes. So I hope that helps because it's really, really hard to cure some of these things after you have. Now you can pick some leaves off. You can kind of do best cultural practices. But for the most part, I don't see too many people doing very well with that. So I hope that helps. Here's another question. How do I keep my kalanchoe growing longer in the house? I always buy them from the grocery store, and they seem to pass very quickly. Am I doing something wrong? The blossoms look beautiful when I get them, but they tend to brown up quite a bit when I get them home. It's a good question. So... I hope all of you know what a kalanchoe is, okay? Beautiful little succulent plants that come in yellows and oranges and golds and uh, reds and, you know, wonderful fall-winter plant. Old-fashioned, been around a long time. And I find the same situation can happen because of a few environmental issues. Number one, when you're buying the plant, try to get them as tight as possible meaning the flowers. Don't buy one that's blown way open, has a ton of color. Buy it when it's more budded than when it's in full bloom. That's the first thing. Number two, be very cautious about how cold it is when you move them from the store to your home. If they get cold, you can burn some of the blossom that way. Okay, so make sure they go in a plant wrap and or your car is fairly warm if it's quite cold. Last but not least, I think which is probably the most important thing, is put them in a cool spot in your house. If you run your home quite warm, they will pass quicker. If you put them close to the fireplace, where it's really warm when you have a fire, they're going to pass quicker. If you put them in a really sunny window that warms up to 70 or 80 degrees when you're not there, they will pass quicker. So think about all of those things in the environment in your house. That's going to dictate how quickly they go by. More than anything else. But start off on the right foot. And make sure you buy one that isn't tight bud. They'll last a lot longer. And, you know, my suggestion is don't try to get Kalanchoe to bloom again. Just when they're done doing their show, just go ahead and move on. They're a nice succulent for the rest of the winter, but they do tend to have some mealybug issues and a few other things. So be cautious about Kalanchoe, but I love them. Great fall edition. Wonderful for the Thanksgiving table. You know, so think about some of those things. Okay. Absolutely wonderful, wonderful plant. I hope that helps out. If you have another question, don't hesitate to submit questions. Estabrooksonline.com/backslash radio. Here's another question. Well, it's not necessarily a question. I took your advice the other night. I was putting together dinner and decided that I didn't have enough for the dinner table. I walked out to the front yard. And I grabbed the squash I bought from you. I cut it up. Cooked it. Wonderful acorn squash. Did a great job of finishing out the meal. Great tip. I thank you very much. If you folks haven't heard me say this, fall is not only for decorating, but it's for eating. You know, (laughs) anybody who knows me, I usually gain a few pounds in the the off-season, let's just face it. And, uh you know i 've talked about this a few times uh, you know we sell a lot of a lot of squash for decorating, whether it be acorn or butternut, buttercup, Hubbard, all of those Now, what I love about decorating with some of these things, you know even more than pumpkins is you can eat them and uh, this customer and, uh, a couple weeks ago, I brought to the attention that. Um, you know, sometimes I don't have something for dinner or whatnot. I'll just go grab the squash that I'm decorating with out front and, uh, cut it up and use it. So, uh, I appreciate that you took my tip. Uh, it is one of those things that, Hey, it's easy, you know, you, you've got it. It's use of your decorations, uh, and you can eat it. So it, it, it fits so many different things. And I love that about fall decorating. You know, the squash to me adds so much to your yard. And so much texture and color, but then, you know, we want to use them up also. You know, so you got a dual use, use them early as a nice decoration, and also fill in, you know, with a void <laughs> on a beautiful meal is a great way to go. I had some acorn squash the other night that, wow, I, I, there's nothing better than a, a nice baked acorn squash, you know, a little uh, cinnamon butter mix in it, oh, a little sugar. Mm, perfect for this time of year. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy Gardening on Newstalk WLOB.
1: Can you feel the change coming? Leaves will turn, sweaters will be rediscovered, and autumn will be upon us. Get a jump start on the season with a kaleidoscope of fall color from Estabrooks. Mix and match the texture of cabbage and kale or beauty of fall garden mums with other fall favorites and warm your home as the temperature cools. Winter will be here soon so make this a fall to hold on to. To learn more visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening.
2: You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929.
0: Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. So I'm Tom Estabrook, and I just finished up, you know, talking about decorating and, you know, using that squash. And, you know, to me, it's a it's a great way to combine, you know, a, a, a bunch of uses. And if you listen to me talk about uh, the way I garden and how I look at things, I like to repurpose a lot of stuff whenever possible. And, uh, you know, in the garden, obviously, we can repurpose a lot of our you know, vegetation into compost, um, you know, we can we can do a lot of things to repurpose plastic pots and, and, and everything. The one thing about gardening is there's a purpose for everything in, in, in what we do, okay? And, you know, when it comes to my yard, I tend to see how I can get multiple facets out of every plant. And I think I've talked about this time and time again, And going forward into winter, those winter interests, how does it affect the birds? You know, now is a very crucial time to start thinking about birds, okay? The natural forage is starting to disappear, okay? The plants have seeded, the things are going dormant, cones are are dropping off of trees, you know, so now's the time to think about your bird population in your yard. So what does that mean do you really need to do anything for your bird population? No, you don't. You don't. But the question is, does this add another dimension to your yard? I I I love to bring nature into your yard when you, when it's possible. So, fall's a great time to go around and look at all the plants that have berries on them. Okay, so our viburnums, our winterberry, our hollies, um, you know, there's so many beautiful attributes to fall, and now that the leaves are starting to think about dropping off of the plants, the glory of berries start to show up. And again, this is just another facet to your landscape, thinking about where I might want a plant that has berries for the off-season. Winterberry is a prime example, and another one you can use in your window boxes, so again, see how I'm talking about how I can repurpose things? Maybe I plant a rhododendron that I know I'm going to cut on every year to add into my containers for Christmas. Again, that Christmas thing keeps coming up. But what I'm saying is think ahead to what you might be able to use out of your yard and thinking in the fall, hey, I might be able to pick up some cheap winter berry, put them in, and I'll have some berries for next year. I won't have to buy them. Okay? So. Whenever you're looking in your yard, what can you repurpose is my general theme here, okay? At this point, our hanging baskets are pretty much done. Though, can I repurpose those nice baskets, fill them with greens for Christmas? Put a nice bow on them instead of buying the kissing ball that I normally hang there. Maybe I can repurpose those containers. Can I repurpose the soil that I planted my annuals you know, in. Yeah, I can cut all the annuals off. I can bring them in the garage so they don't freeze. And then I can stick greens in them for the Christmas season. I can repurpose that. Get one more use out of it. Now, at this point, can I repurpose what's in those ceramic pots? We talked about frost-proof pots a couple weeks ago. It's time to get those in some storage, okay? It's getting cold. We're going to crack the pots, So get those out, Clean them up, get the soil out of them. We'll move on to some other type of container, you know, in your yard if needed. So, the theme of at the end of the show here today is take a look at round and see what you can repurpose for your garden to protect your plants. Do you have some stakes that you don't need to buy? Do you have some leftover burlap? Oh. I do have some burlap from last year. I, do I have enough? Okay. So maybe you roll it out, see how much you have. Is That's it, always the case. You get to the garden center, you go, ah, oh, do I have the stakes to do that? Do I have some wilt proof left from last year? Is it still good? Or do I need to pick it up? Do I need some extra compost to add to the vegetable garden at, and till it at this point? Do I have the soil test kit? Maybe I do have an extra one from last year. I picked up two. So think about all those things for your last trips to the garden center, because I know until Christmas, it you know, these are one of your last trips to the garden center. I'm realistic about this. I understand this. So think about the things you might need so you don't have to take an extra trip. Now, a lot of people might be saying, what are you thinking? Why are you telling these people not to come to the garden center?" It's just realistic. If you have the tools to do the projects that are coming up over the next few weeks, you will accomplish them. If you have to take a 15 or 20-minute trip each way to achieve them, you may just say, forget it. And I'm that same person. And the reason I'm saying that is I'm the same person I'm talking about. If it's convenient for me to do a project and I have all the materials to do it, I will accomplish it. If I have to run away and try to go ahead and get all the stuff together when I don't have the time to do that, I'm just not going to get it done. Get out there and enjoy your garden. Let's face it, it's still a great time to plant. 40% off clearance in both Kennebunk and Yarmouth. Okay, 40% off. We will be closing Kennebunk columbus day weekend that monday is the last day we're open so get down say hi to the staff thank them for me i hope they've taken care of you all season long we get all kinds of raving reviews out of all of our staff and last but not least thank you to our staff been a great season and get out there enjoy your garden have a great weekend